Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So as you know, my podcast is mostly short form. I bring things to street level, half documentation, and by documentation, me sitting on a toilet talking into my phone. And then the other half, uh, some science, some psychobabble, things I learned in therapy school, tips, tools, mindset, etc. But now I'm introducing what I call the Angry Therapist Presents series. And these series are uh, from other experts, people that I admire and learn have learned from, um, doing what they do best, which is going to be more long form. So if I'm in a shark glass, series is in a wine glass. And today, I want to present to you friend and trauma expert, Dr. MC McDonald. She's dedicated her life to trauma. And she has a new book called Unbroken. You should go pick it up. This is the trauma tapes. And these are real stories as she dissects the trauma through her lens She's a university teacher, she's a coach, she's an author, she's got so much to offer. You're going to get so much out of the next eight episodes, and we're going to release these once a week. Enjoy the trauma tapes. Um, I have a new, I have a new one. A new tool? A new tool. Ready? Yep. Okay. This one is called Punching Back. Also top-down regulation. Um, A little bit of like rewiring thought processes and stuff. It's super simple. So you're going to take a piece of paper and fold it in half. Okay. And on the left-hand side, make a list of as many negative things about yourself as possible. So tune into like your inner monologue and just pull out the gnarliest stuff that shows up and just write it down. Okay. And then on the right side of the paper, punch back. So for each of the negative things, write something positive that is directly related to the negative thing. So for example, if you wrote on the left-hand side, I'm needy, right? Then on the right-hand side, you would write, I'm very loving and empathetic. Okay. If you write, I'm a mess on the, on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side, you would write you know, I'm living really authentically and in the moment. And so things are sometimes messy because I'm really present. Yeah. Right. Um, because I think like we are frequently and always reminded of the negative things about ourselves, but we're not seeing them as they are. Yeah. And I think sometimes people will just come in and say like, well, no, you're not. Like if I'm like, I'm a mess, right. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I have like this idea, like I'm a mess. Someone will just be like, well, you're not. And I'm like, well, okay, cool. I, I still feel like I'm a mess, you know? So this is not super helpful, but if I can see that, okay, I, I'm going to accept that there's a certain a level of messiness in me and in my life. What's the other side of that? Like, why is that there? What's happening then you can accept it, but also see it for like what it actually is rather than just get attached to the negative piece. Give me the counter to I'm a mess again. Um, (laughs) It's like, I'm a mess because I'm radically present and I have a lot going on in my life. And so that means there's going to be some mess involved. Okay. Why? Because I like 
I keep thinking about you saying that, that I'm a mess. And I, I keep like, it, it's been haunting me. And I remembered this story. Um, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> no, it's not about you. It's not okay. about you. I, I worked for um, Apple retail when they started to open like Apple stores, Yeah, which was really an exciting time, you know, for them. And I, I got to um, have training in Cupertino in California yeah. and I went to the Apple campus and I stood next to Steve jobs in the cafeteria. And <laughs> I, I think it was dad's like proudest moment of me yeah. when I worked for Apple, even yeah. though it didn't last that long, but um, cause he, he loved all that stuff. He but, was proud. That was his proudest moment for him. He was proud of you all the time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> But he was like, he was fired up about that. He was was very, very, very excited. um, Yeah. (laughs) Because he wasn't going to get sweaters for Christmas anymore. But but as part of the training, we had, um, and it was fantastic training, as you can imagine. Yeah. But this woman was telling us, uh, one of the trainers, about the prodigy who wrote the Finder program for Apple. And she was saying that he, he was like 19 years old, you know, at Stanford, like absolutely brilliant, like obviously brilliant. He he could not get dressed in the morning. They used to have to go to his house, like get him out of bed, (laughs) tell him to get in the shower, like (laughs) pick out his clothes for him, feed him. Like he was not capable of like getting it together on any level. But he was writing this program that like changed the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So I think of like when you say I'm a mess, you're doing so many important, like <laughs> life-changing things that if you don't make your bed, who cares? I you know, know, I know, I know. It's just like this per- perfectionism, but I, I don't know. I remembered that and thought like, okay, no one would say that kid was a was a mess or a failure. Like right. Or they would, but then they would say like, okay, you're a mess. What are we going to do about it? You can't get up. What are we going to do about it? Let's get your team of people. You have this value that you're expressing over here and that's worth it. And so let's deal with this other piece, you know? Right. Right. We're going to come take care of the things that you can't, you know, take care of yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no need to like drown in shame over it. It's just, you know, your, your energy is going elsewhere. Right. And and that's great. Right. We need that. (laughs) Right. Right. No one's going to beat you up for, we're just going to help you. Right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I wonder if there's something there too about like, it's a way of like sort of protecting myself from being totally radically present. You know what I mean? It's like a tether. To the idea that you still have to, that you're failing on this one part. Yeah. 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 Or that I'm a master. My life is a master. I've got to cut it out. It's totally bizarre. It's the person following you around saying that to you. Right. All day long. Right. I can think of who those people might be in your life and yeah. I'm sure you can pick one of them and like punch them back. <laughs> Not a mess. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Or embrace it. I am. a. am not, first of all, not even that messy. The, the thought of this is ridiculous, but also like if I'm a little bit of a mess, like it's part of the deal. <laughs> okay, that's a good, that's a good one. I like okay. it. I know it's, it's super simple, but it's, it's actually hard to do. It's not hard to come up with a list of things, but it's hard to sometimes punch back. Yeah. I think it's going to be very hard to punch back. Yeah. But I think it's important because, and then if, if we're, if there are things we can't punch back about, we can like help each other punch back against them because sometimes you need help with that. But seeing these things as not fully negative, I think is probably more life-changing than just trying to like delete them. You can't delete them. They keep you coming can't. up. Exactly. Like, you know, it doesn't work. Right. 
Totally. I can tell you you're not a mess 75 times. If, right. if you still think you're a mess, that's not going to change anything. Right. right. Um, tiny little Joyce, do you have one? I do. I um, have dipped back into watching. I don't, I think it's still called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I apologize if it's not. Let me look. I think so. I think so. I think it's just called Queer Eye at this point. I was talking about um, Jonathan Van Ness yesterday. I love him. He's coming to like do a show like down the street. I wish you were here. What? Um, it's just called Queer Eye. Queer Eye. Okay, thank you. I thought maybe because they they help women now too. Yeah, but yeah. um, I you know they did a reboot and it's it's a whole new cast of characters and I just kind of dipped in uh, the other night and watched an episode and I just like I love it. It makes me so yeah. happy. <laughs> you know they I I think they are magical. Mm-hmm, they it are. talks about the helpers slash healers. Yeah. You know, they come in and I think they're in a season where they're in like Kansas City or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, th- they're the this one gentleman that they were helping was so vulnerable and um, open and um, appreciative and, and, and gracious. And it was like I was crying 10 minutes into the episode. You yeah, know, I was. <laughs> almost bawling at the end of it. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I love the way they are. I love the way they handle the situations. Yeah. I love the people they help. And yeah. um, it's just, it's such a joyful experience. Yeah. And, you know, I love that it's out there and you can kind of yeah. dip into it when, when you need to. And um, I just, I, I find it like really life-changing and um also to think about you, you never know what's going on with someone. You can make all kinds oh of God, assumptions, know. Uh, you know, and you don't know how sad or broken they might be feeling Yeah, and, and overwhelmed and right. to have this, this team of kind, wonderful angels come in and help them. Mm-hmm. Is, it's just a beautiful thing. I just, I love the concept. I love the show. I love the energy. I love everything about it. They do it also completely without judgment or shame. Like they're just like, they go into these people's houses and they're like, okay, so (laughs) here's what we're dealing with. You know, like I remember this one episode, I haven't watched it in a super long time. So I don't know what season this is, but they were in someone's episode, someone's closet. And it was like, they were just like falling over laughing with the guy, not at him. You know what I mean? And they were like, are you Frasier? Like, what is this? Tell me about this sweater vest. Like what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) It is not 1992. You are not Frasier Crane. (laughs) Right. But in this way that was like super, like it brings in humor, but also in this really loving way of like, we're going to come in with this shininess and help yeah. you without judgment, without shame. Like, I think that's so huge. Yeah. And so much of like reality television is, is, is judgment and shame and mean and yeah. dark. And yeah. this is just so, yeah, it's so well done. I, I, yeah. I, I think it's a really and hopeful gift. It's hopeful. Yeah. It's yeah. very hopeful. Yeah. He's like a national treasure, Jonathan Van. I mean, I love them all, but he, but Jonathan is like a national treasure. Oh my God. I completely forgot my Ted Lasso. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> Which, okay. I, I hate Jason Sudeikis. I know this is like a terrible thing to admit. Okay. I, in general, I just, I don't know what it is about him. It was from the office, I think, because he was in the office, right? I just, his face like irritates me. I can't handle it. <laughs> Okay. And so I was really holding off and everyone on earth, including Brené Brown was saying, watch Ted Lasso, watch Ted Lasso, watch Ted Lasso. And I'm only a couple of episodes in, but it is fucking delightful. Isn't it? 
so like I I don't even know how to do, I haven't I don't think I've ever really watched anything like that like the 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 comedy and like the the heart in it is just like it's just delightful. Jake told Brent that he reminds him of Ted Lasso and Brent like thinks it's the greatest compliment he's ever received in his whole entire life. Like he's still like that. referencing it. Like remember when Jake said I was like Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's rem- it's I can totally see that. It's um it's totally changing my opinion about Jason Sudeikis entire and I get that it's a character and not him, but like it's it's delightful. It's a great show. It's a great show. It's a great character. It's like brilliant and funny and like just, I don't know, the best. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get the email? Do you have Apple TV? Um, I do have Apple TV. I don't think I got the email. Ted Lasso like sent an email last Friday because it was like <laughs> season two premiere. And he's like, you know, I really hope you watch. And this is where the team's oh. going. And you're just like, oh my God, Ted Lasso sent me an email. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, that's funny. It's a great show. I'm so glad you found it. It's so I like I said, I can't I, I'm only a couple episodes in. I can't wait to like keep watching. So there's only two seasons. There, yeah, the second season just started, and it's one of those ones that a new episode comes out every Friday. So you can't oh, you have to wait. <laughs> yeah, which is like, ah. I did that with the morning show. Did you watch that? Yeah, I love that. I did too. And I was like super angry that I couldn't watch it all at once. <laughs> I know. This is an outrage. That's coming out with the second season. Is it? I think, yeah. yeah. That, whatever, whoever that actor is, is so good in that show. It's like, I would watch it just for him. Billy Crudup, Crudup, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, I know. I know. He's great, right? So He's good. Kind of chilling. He's good. Yeah. Um, what about Dr. Death? Did you watch that? No, I haven't watched it yet. Holy shit. I, I don't know if you should. Oh, okay. I'll try. That makes me want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like right up my alley, Dr. Death. What are you watching? Oh Dr. Death. God. <laughs> it's like chill. And it'll make you never want to have surgery again. Like you'll be like terrified of surgery. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe skip that. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you don't have a choice and you have. Right. <laughs> I don't typically engage in surgery like because <laughs> I want to. <laughs> Usually it's, there's some sort of thing gone very wrong. <laughs> okay. We have our homework. Yep. Um, I think that's it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank keep, keep listening, subscribe and rate. Um, that really, really helps us get seen by other people and get more listeners, which will help us keep going. So if you can go on the, um, Apple podcast app and give us a rating, you don't even have to type anything. You can just click the number of stars if you want. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.